Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Previously on Our Father. So I'm up early. I went to bed at like 1.30. I was up at 5. Mm -hmm. Too much to drink. And then I'm walking my dog. And, you know, I stop and see Bo. Oh, hold on for one second. Oh, oh is... I got to take this. Is oh, that okay? Yeah, that's fine. Um, okay. I, I guess. Okay. Hold on for one second. Okay. Hello? Hmm. Um, yeah, I can't really talk right now. Hmm. Well, um, can you hold on for a second? I, um, excuse me? Uh, yeah. Um, uh, could you step out? For, what? Could you, I mean... I could is there like some way you could just step out I'm for like just a second? Not so I supposed can... to leave the confessional in the middle of a confession. Okay. Um I shouldn't tell Bishop Hamilton about your wildly incompetent confessional. I, and I won't tell him about uh I won't tell him who told me about the Toonie slide. So you, oh you're threatening me to No, 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 no. I'm just saying with telling him about no, my I'm, I'm just pointing out that I, I wouldn't share any of this information, and I, I feel you know, wow. maybe that's... Trying to strong arm one no, of your parishioners. No, 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 I'm... Playing hardball, huh? Okay, well... I'm just requesting that I know the same you know. privilege be extended. I know you have dirt on Lydia and what she does and who she's with. All right, uh, come in. Please be seated. Hi. Oh, good. Oh, good. This is, this, this pretty. This is roomier than I remember. Yeah, they, they made they made them like this back in the, when this church was built. The, yeah, more modern confessionals are usually a little bit, uh, usually a bit smaller. Yeah, this is cool. Kind of the high ceiling. I like mm-hmm. this. Yeah, it's uh, it's very nice. Yeah. Um, was there something you you wanted to confess? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. I got. Um, yeah, I got uh, some stuff. Great. Well, uh, how long has it been since your last confession? Um, probably 12, 15 years for okay. sure. Yeah. So welcome, welcome back. Thanks. Yeah. I had to, when I got married and I was my wife, I converted for my wife. Okay. Um, she, I, you know, so I had to do some of the classes yep, yep. and, you know, I, I spent, spent a lot more time in church and I will admit I have not been a real faithful sheep since then. Well, you know, we all stray from time to time. It's, uh, I'm just glad that you've uh, decided to come back and, uh, start, uh, Start uh, being active in the church again. Ow! Oh, I, oh you, you okay? I was sitting on my pen. Sorry, I had a pen in my pocket, and I sat on it. Because these are hard wooden seats. It's roomy, but it's hard. All right, well, that's how they made them uh, back in the time when this church was built. Uh, not a lot of cushioning. It was uh, felt that part of the penance should be that you are uncomfortable as you're giving your confession. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, <laughs> I am. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay, I'm, I'll cut to the chase. I'm, right. you know, I'm blabbering on here. Um, basically, oh boy, I'm, I'm sleeping with a woman who's not my wife. Oh. Sex. Yeah, no, I, I, I understood the connotation, Sex. the, uh, the euphemism. Uh, well, that, that's very serious. That's the sin of adultery. That's, that's one of the, the 10 commandments. That so that's top 10. That's big. Yes. Yeah. That's in, that's in the top 10. And I knew, I mean, I, I, I wasn't pretending it wasn't a big sin. Well, menial, those, those are the little ones, right? Venial? Menial? Uh, yes. I mean, I, I guess you could say. 
Okay, but they're all I, sins. I mean, I'm not trying oh, right. to say this is okay. Oh no, no, no. I mean, a, a, you know, a, a sin is a sin. Uh, there are definitely levels of uh, severity. That, that's why uh, things like you know, murder would be considered a mortal sin. I did not do that. Oh no, good. Well, that's good. Nope. I'm not looking to get into more. Looking to get this off my plate. Well, good. That's uh, that's what confession is about: is uh, admitting our faults and uh, trying to make things right with God. So okay. this is the first step. Yeah, my wife's name is Patty. She's a mm-hmm. sweet lady, or she was. She she oh. is. She well, is. Well, uh, are, I'm sorry. Are, are you are you in a separation or getting a divorce or? No, she, it's a medical issue. She is in a coma. She's oh, unresponsive goodness. in a coma. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Uh, how how long has that been? Um, three years. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Uh, She's at home. She was in a long term care facility for a little while, and then we. We decided to bring her back, bring her home, mm-hmm. and we have a, a nurse that drops in a couple times a day that helps out with just some of the, the daily tasks, but then I'm her primary caregiver. Well, I understand that you haven't been faithful, but I do think it's admirable that you've uh, elected to take, to take care of her and make sure that she's provided for her. That's, uh, that's admirable. I'm not great at it. Oh, I mean, at least you're doing your best, though. Yeah, I am. Okay, well, you know, that's all we can do is do our best. That's, uh, you know, no one uh, throws a no-hitter their first game. You're saying though that you uh, you committed uh, the sin of adultery. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, and this is ongoing. I don't want to sugarcoat it. This wasn't like a oops, uh, move on. This is I'm in a relationship with another woman. I, I understand, but at least, like I said, at least you're trying to to set things right. How long has this been going on? Um, oof, probably eight months. Eight months. So yeah. L- little over half a year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and she is also in a wedded situation. Oh, goodness. Married. Well, so so she's also committing the sin of adultery. So you're adulterers. Yeah, and it's... Co-adulterers. It's my brother's wife. Wow, that is... I mean, it's not literally one of the Ten Commandments, but it's... It's uh, sort of hinted at. This is like, it's yeah. stickier than a normal adultery, right? Mm, yes. Like a yeah. sticky sin? Yeah, there, there's, there's layers to this. You're, that, this it's, gonna, it's a little tangled. It's a little yeah. bit tangled. Does God get caught up in drama? Uh, well, according to the Old Testament, uh, quite a bit. Really? Yes. Uh, like who's doing what and where? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, Sodom and Gomorrah. That was dramatic. That was very dramatic. He turned uh, Lot's wife into a pillar of salt for uh, not following uh, his instructions. And I bet that was the talk of the town for a while. Well, Did you hear no, about well, no, Lot? Sodom and Gomorrah were destroyed, so there was no talk of the, the town Oh, after that. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> not much to gossip from yeah. there. Yeah. I just, you know, I hate thinking about I mean, I hate the sin, and I know God mm-hmm. loves the sinner but hates the sin. Right. Is that, that checks out? Uh, yeah, that, that's... that's more or less true. Yeah. But then I think I think about even beyond just the sin, it's like God sort of knowing my drama, knowing my dirt. Yeah. Oh, you're saying that makes you uncomfortable or that's something... A little bit, yeah. It's kind of like you feel like people are talking about you in heaven. Right. Well, I don't know that there's gossip in heaven. And part of it is about heaven is it's, a, it's, an, ideal, it's an ideal place. So uh, I'd like to go. I definitely want to well, go. That's, and that's why you're here. Perfect. Yeah. Wonderful. <laughs> well, um... I think the first thing that you have to do, and I, I know it's difficult. You know, you're in a difficult situation where your your wife has been uh, in a coma, and 
uh, you know, it's natural to seek out companionship and, a, and a, an open heart and an open ear. Um, but I think the right thing to do is to, uh, to break off this, uh, this affair. I, oh, it's fun. Why is sin so fun? I like, I, we're having, it's fun to have sex. It, it, that is, that is true. That is absolutely true. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm told. And, uh. But at the same time, we have to, you know, we have to control those temptations. You know, you you made a promise when you were uh, at your at your wedding vows, and you said you converted that yeah. uh, you would be faithful in sickness and in health, and for better or for worse. Yeah. Uh, so that that's breaking a promise. It's not just the uh, sin of adultery. It's uh, uh, bearing false witness. That's another one of the commandments, right there. These are stacking up. I know. Yeah. I mean, a lot of them really go hand in hand. Yeah. Didn't God? But God made sex, right? Uh, yeah, that, that would check out. God made sex. And so in a way, didn't he make us sin? Well, I mean, the, the conditions along with free will are, are, are there for, you know, for, for any sin. You know, uh, why did God make us capable of uh, stealing from people? I don't know, but my neighbor's got some great stuff. Okay, well, you you shouldn't you shouldn't take it. He's got a bunch of tools that I love. Right, but but you wouldn't just go over there and just you know go into his garage and open the door and just uh you know go uh, you know throw them in your shopping bag and then no. go back home, right? No, no, because he his garage is locked. You you, so you can't even his garage. Yeah, you can't do it because his garage is locked. Okay, well, uh, you know even the intent to to steal, even if the garage turns out to be locked, is still kind of a sin. Yeah, he's got a lathe. That would be cool to have a lathe, uh, like a, a wood lathe. Yeah, like, just cutting angles and different stuff on wood, mm-hmm. beveled edges. Yeah, it seems like it would that would be difficult to steal though. Yeah, I'd need a truck and a buddy. Yeah, and an open garage as well. Yeah, definitely, because that thing is locked up like Fort Knox. Okay, so you've really tried to get into that garage. Yeah, yeah, I've explored okay. the option. So. Uh, I guess my point is we're all capable of making our own choices mm-hmm. and it's the question of how we deal with it, those, uh, those choices and what we choose to do that determines whether or not something is a sin or whether or not something is, uh, is uh, right within God's eyes. So, uh, and, uh, and sometimes if we make a mistake and we do commit a sin, mm-hmm. we need to take a step back, we need to reassess, and then maybe uh, proceed in a way that uh, undoes some of that damage, or at least mitigates it. I do have to say, if if you want to make things right with God, you do have to to end the affair. Well, all right. I if I've got to do it, I've I've got to do it. I think you need to to tell your brother uh, what's been going on. All right. I'm to be completely honest. It just I don't think this is that big of a deal. It's a pretty big deal. You you've already admitted to. Uh, I, th- I think so far three of the Ten Commandments that you've broken. Okay, let's just ramp, let's get these all out there. Okay, definitely okay. adultery. Yep, a, a lot. Yep, um, lying because I, I went back on my vows. Yep, bearing so false witness. Yeah. I was bearing false false witness, and then the intent to steal tools. Uh, coveting thy neighbor's ox. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah In this yeah, case, yeah. the ox would be uh, a lathe. That lathe. Yeah. God, I love that lathe, man. Mm-hmm. Have you ever asked your neighbor if you could just like borrow it, like on the weekend? Like, can I come over and lathe some wood? No, he's a real dick about that kind of mm. stuff. I, sorry, it, it's not a sin, but it's just I prefer you didn't use that language in the uh, 
Yeah, in the confessional. Ar- so. Sorry. No, no, it's 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 all right. It's not that you don't have to you don't have to confess that you know or anything. But uh, okay, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry to hear about your neighbor. Uh, have you ever thought about you know just like uh, like maybe renting it? Oh, his leave? Yeah, like maybe he'd be cool with that if he, he was getting something out of it too. Yeah, I mean, I could bounce it off of him. Yeah. He's just he's real defensive. He's just like, why are you on my property? Why are, quit touching my quit touching my house? Okay, so you you haven't ever been welcomed over to your neighbor's your neighbor's home? No, not formally. No. Okay, well, um, why are you on my deck? Why do you have my patio furniture? Are, have you tried to steal your neighbor's patio furniture? I borrowed it. Uh, how long did you intend to borrow it? Intend, indefinite. But mm. I had it for an afternoon. Okay. Well, th- that 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 would be theft. Uh, Thou shalt not steal. That's four we're up to now. But I kind of think about, you know, God placed all of... God gave us everything wonderful in the world, you know, rivers and lakes yeah. and all this stuff. And why don't we all just kind of share everything? You just walked uh, just, just right across the lawn to his to his, uh, his backyard and just picked up his furniture and walked it back over? Yeah, it was on, the, it was on his back patio. It wasn't tied down or anything. So uh, of course he's going to see that, you know, if you if you pick it up from his porch and bring it right next door, you know, he, it's, he's going to look out his window and see that's like t- you know ten feet away. Yeah, <laughs> he did. He did. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'll tell him. I'll tell him every every about every time. Okay. And um, yeah, about the time we did it at the Hyatt, that was nice. They've got a pool and a mm-hmm. sauna, and then and we did it twice, and it was awesome. The Hyatt is a. Uh, very nice hotel. Really nice. Mm-hmm. They've got uh, charcoal-fired pizzas that you can do room service. We yeah. got one, one of those charcoal pizzas. Mm-hmm. We had a we had a, a Catholic convention there just a few months ago, and I, I that's I did room service every night. I thought I was going to go out or like go to the restaurant in the lobby. Nope, room nope. service every night. Stay in, pizza. man. You can watch shows. Just sit mm-hmm. on lay on your bed, just eating that pizza. Yeah, we had a fifty dollar uh, uh, discretionary uh, credit for each room. Nice. So that was it. Was oh, it was wonderful. It was yeah. like a, a, a staycation, but uh, you know, you know, they say, and I, I don't know if there's if there's research to back this up, but they say if you if you speak to someone who's in a coma, sometimes they can still hear you. And they're, you know, they're, they're, they can still hear the voices of their loved ones. So, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I'm holy just saying, smokes. You know, sometimes that's considered therapeutic. If you speak to a coma patient, they can hear you and eventually maybe respond to something. Or, but, uh, you know, maybe this is something you should discuss with your wife to let her know that you've had some indiscretions and, uh, yeah. and that you are, you're working on being better for her. Well, I just think you know. Even you know, hopefully you know she can she can she can hear you. And even if not, it's probably a good thing to say. We've Lydia and I have had sex in the room yep. where Lydia, yep, yep, where yep. my wife is. Oh, that's when you said that. Now I feel like total oh. crap. Oh gosh! So if she can hear, she probably is. It's a small house. Well aware. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and maybe she doesn't know. You know, maybe she doesn't know. No, uh, she know. My wife knows what sex is. Well, no, I mean, I'm sure she knows what sex is. I'm. I just meant uh, maybe she doesn't know. You know, uh, who was involved, or maybe it was a TV show or something like that, or you know, I, I, you know, as, as long as there wasn't anything to to indicate that it, it was you and and Lydia. Yeah, anybody could have been having sex at our house. When okay, you say it like good that. Point. Good point. Yeah. 
No, it's a good spin on it. I like it. If I ever have to explain it, I'll just say that my my idiot neighbor was, and his wife were having sex in our house. Well, no, I'm, I'm not advocating more more lying. That's that's more bearing false witness. Uh, I'm and also. If, if that had happened, you and your neighbor would probably... And you'd really have some leverage to get that laid. Yeah, then I'd have dirt on him. I'd say, mm-hmm. I caught you having sex in my house. You better open up that garage. Right, exactly. He, he wouldn't really be able to refuse that, uh, that demand in that case. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to catch him in the act in my living room. Just say, Gus, what are you doing? Get your pants back on and open that garage. Well, you wouldn't you wouldn't tell him to, to to leave right away or to to stop what he was doing. You that's the, your first thing would be to immediately negotiate the opening of the garage. Yeah, because that's dirt on him. Okay, and uh, again, this is uh, I think maybe why you haven't done this one last big heist to get out of to get out of crime is uh, what do you do then? Now you have this open garage, but you know that lathe is not going to budge. No, it those are twelve hundred pounds. Yeah, they're extremely heavy. Yeah. If, yeah, you, if, yeah. if you look at all these, uh, if you look at the the newel rods on the uh, the staircase up to the balcony and in, in the in the church, you'll that was nice. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Who did your built-in work? Hmm, like some uh, of the cabinetry and some of the, the finer inlaid wood. Uh, most of that was uh, built with the church, but uh, Sven does a lot of our uh, a lot of our our work. That's cool. He's a carpenter. Uh, he's just a, a general handyman and uh, handles uh, some of our rentals. Nice, mm-hmm. nice. Because that was impressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I don't know where he where he uh, I don't know where he uh, does his handiwork. But gotcha, mm-hmm. gotcha. He comes in with some nice things. I've been out of work. I don't know. If, oh, yeah. I'm out. I'm, I've been out of work. I understand. So that, that would explain why you couldn't uh, buy your own patio furniture and yeah, and lathe. Yeah, no, it's exactly why. Yeah, I'd love to just go buy a lathe today. But well. Uh, you know, do you have any any skills that that we could use here at the church? You know, uh, uh, cleaning or carpentry or. Well, uh, I'm a tool and die guy. I uh, used to cut parts, um, mm-hmm. mostly for bicycles mm-hmm. and for the automotive industry, just mm-hmm. cutting different parts. But yeah, economy slowed down, and I uh, and I stole a lathe. But you but you stole a lathe from work. Oh, yeah, from the tool and die shop. Okay, well that you should not have done that. Yeah, you're telling me. Yeah, uh, but so wait, does that mean you already have a lathe? No, no, I didn't get it out. The alarm went off. I was there at night. The alarm went off. And how, how far did you get it? I got it unplugged. Okay, so you, you didn't actually get. You didn't even move the lathe. No, that's twelve hundred pounds. Yeah. Oh, that's how you know how much a lathe weighs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, where the, did you? I mean, you had to have known that there was going to be some sort of an alarm, or at least that. You know, someone was going to see you moving a twelve hundred pound piece of carpentry equipment. Yeah, this this was not my finest hour as you, far as planning. Yeah, this was it was kind of impulsive. And you were going to bring this lathe home in a four door sedan. Yeah, again, I fortunately, I guess fortunately, I did not get to that stage of the heist. That would ruin your car. <laughs> yeah, that would that would be terrible in the suspension. You're right. Mm. Yeah, what I need. Is a flatbed truck and a couple of strong dudes, yeah, and a couple of hand trucks. At that point, I think I could pull this off. Uh, what else have you have you stolen, or at least what else have you tried to steal? Um, 
Are you familiar with um, the Shroud of Turin? Yes, it's a famous religious relic. Okay. Believed to be the burial shroud of Jesus Christ. That... Okay. Not that, but a book about that. Oh, okay. I was about to be both shocked and impressed. Yeah, because no. uh, that's that's probably in Rome, right? Uh, it's in Turin. Oh, it's in Turin. Yeah, that's Italy, and that's in Italy. Yes. Oh, okay. That's why yeah, it's yeah, called yeah. the the Shroud of Turin. Turin. That's where it. I thought maybe that was just like where, where they found it or something, but they brought it somewhere else. Uh, that that's where it was. Uh, that that's where it lives. I guess you could say. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was a Barnes and Noble. And it was a book on the Shroud of Turin. Mm-hmm. And you, you stole that book and and brought it home and claimed ownership of it. I did not get out of, the Barnes, get out of the Barnes and Noble. No. How far did you make it? Um, I got to the Starbucks, and I got a latte, mm-hmm. and then they caught me while I was in line for a latte. Usually usually they wouldn't stop you until you tried to exit the, the store with the book, but they, they actually caught you trying to steal the book while you were still in the store. Yeah, it was in my pants. Okay, uh, yeah. I, could, I could see how they'd get suspicious. How large was this book? 14 by 14 oh my inches. Yeah. That, I had to wear a special pair of pants with an elastic band. So you had you'd put an, enough thought into this to, to get a special pair of pants to steal books, but not so much to... That's just my... Sorry, I didn't mean to jump oh, on no, you there. But just not to uh, pick a book that was smaller than 14 by 14. It had a really cool cover. Okay. It was kind of like a, uh, kind of like a cellophane. Yeah, embossed cellophane on it. It was cool. All right. That does sound very cool. But uh, again, stealing is, I have to remind you, wrong. Thou shalt not steal. Yeah. Right up there on the list. It's on the, it's the big, it's on the big 10. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are there, is, are there like, are there like, uh, is there a sub list to the, to the big 10, to the 10 commandments? Uh, that covers the big stuff. Uh, mostly it's, uh, you know, I feel like what most of the rules come down to is, uh, just don't be a jerk. Am I a jerk? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't think so. I mean, you, you've made some, some poor choices. Uh, you've, um, you know, uh, you're, you're not great at committing crimes, which is maybe a good thing in the long run, but yeah. I don't think you're a jerk. Yeah. Cause if I'd pulled those off, Man, I'd, who knows what I'd be on to, you know? So it's in some ways, exactly. it's kind of a blessing in disguise. Yeah, you know, you know, uh, shoplifting is, you know, that's a gateway to 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 mugging, and who knows what else? Yeah, mm-hmm. I I don't like fighting, so I don't I don't like physical confrontations. Oh, that's good. good. Yeah, no, you, yeah. that's that's a good thing to avoid. Because if I did, I'd get in Gus's faces today. Okay, well, I'm glad that you're not. I'm glad that you're not someone who's prone to violence. Yeah, because if I was, mm-hmm. I'd go over there and I'd put his arms behind his back. And I'd wait until he just whimpered, and then I'd say, shut up. What did Gus do to you? He's just particular about, get off my lawn. Don't touch my patio furniture. Quit shaking the doorknob on my garage. I mean, I think that's just that he just doesn't want someone breaking into his house. I mean, what, how would you feel if someone came over to your house and started shaking the doorknob on your garage? I don't have cool tools. Okay, well that's that's fair, but so nobody's doing that. Yeah, but but if but if they did, you know, if, if you were if you're sitting at home trying to enjoy a nice day, and all of a sudden I I walk up and I start, uh, you know, uh, trying to pry open your garage door with a with a crowbar and, uh, you know, and rattling your garage doorknob, you know, a crowbar. Hmm? A crow- no, a crow- do not 
I'm not advocating the use of a crowbar. I'm just, I was just giving you an example of, Whoa. you know, so but I'm just saying that you probably wouldn't care for that. No, you're no, I'd, I'd get I'd get steamed. Yeah. So I'm saying you know, maybe try to see it from uh, from Gus's point of view as much as you can. That Gus. You know, yeah. And and maybe uh, as hard I know this will be difficult, but maybe part of this too is apologizing to Gus for. Uh, stealing his patio furniture, or attempting to steal his patio furniture. Yeah, I guess I could go over there and knock on the door and mm-hmm. just say, "Hey, Gus, sorry, I tried to steal your patio furniture." That's and great. Yeah, mm-hmm. be good to do. All right. So, uh, I think we have uh, penance lined out pretty well. That's what I've. That's like the. What I got to do to yes. make this right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to, you have to atone and then uh, perform penance. And uh, to atone, I think you need to uh, break things off with uh, with with Lydia. Yeah, uh, that's that that just for the record would be a very very strong recommendation, both uh, in God's eyes and just personally. I would advise breaking things off with Lydia uh, sooner rather than later. I will. Um, I'm going to do my best, but she. Okay. Anytime I try and bring something up or suggest something, she kind of she can she's a lot smarter than me and can kind of mm. talk me out of it what would be a good way to just say to approach it what you know what do i tell her uh i think you just uh, put your foot down just lydia it's over Whew. yeah okay I'm gonna write I that just, down. Just, yeah just keep yep if you need to make a note you can but it's uh i, I think that's it just keep it keep it simple keep it straightforward uh you know don't leave room for negotiation uh uh, if you do get into a negotiation, just remember to uh, uh, always try to phrase it as questions. You know, uh, it's like, oh, do you do, do you want to hurt your husband? Uh, things like that. Oh yeah. yeah, put it in perspective. Yeah, because part of the problem is when we're intimate, mm-hmm. she'll put duct tape over my mouth, mm. and then if, if sometimes we leave it on, and then I don't talk the rest of the night. Mm-hmm. Um. I think part of breaking it off involves things not getting to that point. Oh, yeah. So don't wait till we've already having sex. Or- uh, right. In fact, uh, that that should be, be before that. That's even on the table. Uh, you should probably go ahead and start this conversation. Yeah. She's into restraint. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fetish restraint. Gotcha. When you when you say restraint, do you mean like uh, being uh, like? Uh, uh, conservative and uh, reserved, or do you mean like no, like you know, like tying me up, right, gagging me, mm-hmm. yeah. All right. Well, you know, we all. I guess we all have our our thing. Is um, that is that a sin? No, as long as you're not uh, as long as you're not hurting anybody, or at least not hurting them uh, against their will. No, and she she's the one, you know, doing this to me. Oh, okay. So yeah. If I mean, if if you're cool with that, that's uh, that's you know that's your uh, that's your call. It's exciting. Mm-hmm. It's definitely some exciting stuff. But I would recommend breaking it off. Um, and uh, after uh, breaking things off with Lydia, then I think it's time to talk to your brother. Yeah, mm-hmm. I definitely have a conversation because we we go up to the edge. She's into some pretty kinky stuff. Mm-hmm. We kind of go up to the edge and. Mm-hmm. I think she might want to. I think she might get off on the idea of me dying, like that her killing me. Could that 
could very well be a possibility. Um, which is, again, another reason, just for personal safety, I would recommend having this conversation ahead, uh, ahead of the fact, yeah. uh, as opposed to afterwards when you are uh, defenseless in uh, restraints. Yeah, because she said, what if you were a dead body? What oh. if you were already dead? Oh. <laughs> oh, dear. That's, that is terrifying. Yeah. But was, was that something that you thought was uh, provocative or... No, but in the hurly burly of just like, you know, mm-hmm. getting it on, mm-hmm. it was, you just kind of like, are like, okay, that's happening and just goes by fast. Yeah. But in hindsight, that is pretty terrifying. Yeah, that's yeah. messed up. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I would say for uh, the, the well being of your soul as well as your actual personal safety, now would be the time to, to end things with Lydia. Do, do you have a, a, a safe word that you, that, that you use? Uh, maybe you could, you could start the conversation with that to, you know, let her know that, you know, uh, right on the table or we're doing this, uh, you know, this is a safe place. This is a spot where we're not going to hurt each other. Yeah. It's don't. That's very straightforward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. Yeah. That, okay. That makes, um, that's, that really avoids confusion, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, clear intent. But, uh, after that, I would say speak to your brother. Yep. Uh, let first him let him know what's been going on, and that will probably be difficult. You know, he I don't know if he would want to forgive you right away, but uh, that's how you begin the healing process. And then after that, I would uh, whether she can hear you or not. You know, hopefully she can, but I would tell your wife what's been going on. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. We're just gonna go down the list. And my brother, he travels a lot for work. Mm-hmm. He's in plastics, yep. so he's out of town a lot, yep. Toronto or wherever else. But yep. when he gets back, yeah. we're gonna talk. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, that that'd be good. Uh, I would keep the conversation limited, uh, you know. And um, you know, if he, if he's coming back from Toronto, maybe um, maybe just keep focused on the present as opposed to where he's been. He's been in Toronto. Yeah, I would I would leave it at that. Okay. Um, and then uh, let uh, let Gus know that you're sorry for stealing his patio furniture and man i love to get much if i if i was a violent guy just to get my hands on gus but i'm not i'm not a confrontational guy good good. yeah uh uh own that part of yourself you know uh, really really embrace the the non-violent part of yourself yeah yeah, yeah. the situation Uh, i have a fantasy where i drop a cinder block on him like i'm on his roof and he mm -hmm. comes out or I knock on his door, or I get some neighborhood kid to knock on his door, and I'm on his roof, and I drop a cinder block on him. And uh, just to be clear, that the fourth commandment is "Thou shalt not kill." Yep, mm-hmm. uh, and that might because that's probably fatal. Yeah, a cinder, twenty-five pound, pound cinder block. Oh, from from that height, absolutely. Yeah, it'd be uh, surviving that would be would be a miracle. Yeah, mm-hmm. or if it just like caught his neck and shoulder, and then he like didn't walk right. Uh, like just like to have it like shattered his his torso. Yeah, yeah, that would. Yeah, that would that would be horrible. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, why is that so fun to think about? Why is it fun to think about bad stuff? Well, you know that that's that's sometimes how we avoid uh, committing actual acts of violence is uh, by by acting out the fantasy of it in our mind, where we're able to get uh, a, you know at least a modicum of the satisfaction we would get from acting on our baser impulses. Yeah, but as long as we don't act on those impulses. Then uh, we haven't really sinned, you know. Like porn, hmm? like porn. Well, the, it's the, fun the, to look at porn, church, but it's not sex. Church, church doesn't um, approve of uh, pornography. Church condemns uh, pornography. 
That's fair. I I guess I'm not shocked by that one. Yeah. I mean, you know, we say, you know, it's a, uh, we, we try to get away from the whole, uh, you know, oh, the, the thought of the sin is as bad as committing the sin itself because, you know, that doesn't make sense. But then, oh, we're not allowed to look at pornography. Yeah. yeah. I've got a box of old hustlers in my basement. I never even cracked the box because they're just old, gathering dust anyway. But they're down there. You can you can sell those. Those are uh, collector's items. You can really? Sell, yes, you can sell those on eBay. You really? could uh, you could probably buy a lathe with uh, what you raised from those. Holy smokes! Yeah, that's not a sin. You know, getting money from those all the, from those hustlers. Uh, n- no, I don't. I don't think so. Because somebody, whoever buys them, is going to crack into those and just be like, "Oh well, yeah, that's that's their well, unless they're a collector." But you know, that's that's their that's their choice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, I think for uh, for penance, oh uh, golly, that's a so that's that's four commandments that were <laughs> definitely broken. Yeah, I stacked them up. Mm-hmm. Um, let's say. Uh, uh, ten each for each one. So let's say uh, forty Hail Marys and forty Our Fathers. And this oh, is and, okay. that's, and that's assuming that okay. you're going to talk to Lydia and your brother, yeah. and and your wife I'm and make, Gus. I'm going to make good on that. I'm going to talk to all of them. Wonderful. I'm going to get in Gus's face, and then I'm going to do the Hail Marys and the Our Fathers for sure. Good, wonderful, wonderful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I get a receipt? Uh, well, we don't really give receipts. P- part of it is that this is a, a private. Uh, uh, this is a, a private right that you go through, so there's there's no record of it except just between you and God. Sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. I just want to make sure you know mm-hmm. I'm following through and getting this cleared up. Yeah. Oh no. Uh, well, uh, I can go ahead and give you your absolution now if you if you'd like. Hit me with it. Great. Uh, so through the power and pardon of the church, I grant you absolution. And that concludes another episode of the Our Father podcast. Thanks as always to our priest, Father Patrick Connolly, for providing the audio. You can see Patrick perform every Friday and Saturday night at the IO Theater with World News Tonight. Our guest this episode was Scott Pibenga. Scott can be seen with his brother Mark Pibenga, a former guest on this show, in their two-man sketch show, A Storm of Limbs. They perform on Monday at 8 p.m. at the I.O. Theater. Their last show in this run will be this upcoming Monday. If you like the show, rate us on iTunes, follow us on Twitter at Our Father Pod, like us on Facebook at Our Father Podcast. If you have questions or comments, email us at ourfatherpodcast at gmail.com. Stay tuned for a sneak peek of our next episode. Until next time, God bless. Like when I first really started getting going, and I thought, "Well, I've got a good, a good system for this rat, this rat problem." I, mm-hmm. I dressed one up as Marie Antoinette once, mm-hmm. and oh. um, God, what year was that? That's King Louis the Sixteenth, mm-hmm. and Marie Antoinette. That's it's post post the U.S. Revolution. That's eighteen. Yeah. Wow, man, I'm just at a loss. I want to say it's like eighteen tens. Yeah, sounds about right. Well, 1812 would have been Napoleon invading. Oh, so it's going to be before then. So yeah, we're talking so like 1790. 1790s, 1790s then it has to be. Yeah. Sounds about right. Oh, you're right. right. You, uh, how I'm do, an idiot. Uh, where do you get? Where do you get a wig? Oh, you got to fashion that. No one makes that. No. Yeah. Yeah, you got to put that I together. Think so. Yeah. Keeping it on also. Because you don't only have to. You'd have to get the wig. You'd have to get the wig on the rat. I mean, yeah, it's. And then you would have to get the rat's head. Through the guillotine. 
I mean, it's a pretty like the way I fashion it, the way I structure the actual guillotine itself. It's mm-hmm. it's really not a problem to get the rat through there. It, yeah. it is, it is like when I was really and again, you had you can't fault me for a prototype like a test run on this because I had to catch not. the rat ahead of time. Right. Uh, an airplane glue will really keep a wig on keep a wig on a rat. 